0: This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mr. Anderson. This is good old JR Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts in Three Counts. Power, Pummers! We got to come <laughs> in world champion! That might be one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Knockouts and Three Counts is the podcast dating to the real deal, baby. Knockouts in Three Counts starts now.
1: It is another Tuesday. This is knockouts and three counts, and man, we sure did find a way to put a hell of a gap in between somebody's first appearance on the show and somebody's next appearance on the show. Because I went back and looked and didn't even realize because of all this COVID shit that the last time we had Smiling Sam Alvey on the show, it was man, that was six five years ago now. Ooh, Good it's long. been too
0: long, guys. It
2: I really has. Hot damn. Really.
0: Yeah, I just thought you guys didn't like me. I...
1: Not at all, <laughs> dude. Not at all. How could we not, especially after uh, hanging out at Harry's after UFC 218 and all that stuff, man. It was good times.
3: Yeah, it was. It <laughs> was. A <laughs> bunch of new faces on here now, too. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Corey
1: and J-Bone are new to you. Uh, to those who have been watching the show, they know what's up. But uh, I was just on the phone with Devin before we got on, and he's like, damn, dude. He's like, He was like, I'm bummed that I'm at work and can't... Uh, can't do the show tonight, so shout out to Devin. I know you're probably in here. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, dude, it's been a long time. So, how are you doing? First of all, how are you feeling? Fight week,
0: I feel great. I'm heavy, so I, mean, I got some weight to lose, but I'm really feeling pretty good about it. I lost about five pounds from yesterday, so it's coming down
2: well, it's coming down real nice right now. Yeah, it's always good to hear, yeah. I know it always makes me worry when I hear, especially a veteran fighter, you know, of your stance to say, hey, you know, I still got some weight to go. It's, you know, like, usually you guys don't disclose it unless it's something where it's like, you know, I got some work to do type of feeling. Yeah, you, know? you, you know what I found out?
0: Uh, social media likes it when I complain about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, so, yeah, it's going to be, hey, oh, I've never done uh, this. I've never done this That's
2: before. what it's here for. <laughs> I, I swear, I can post a million positive things about how great this person is, how great of a performance this fighter did, this, that, and the other. You say one negative thing, and that's the one thing that gets you a million likes. It's just the, oh my goodness. the way social media is engineered yeah. or whatever the case be.
0: I commented on his like MMA fighting or MMA junkies post the other day about uh, uh, Conor McGregor saying – his fight was similar to Mana Nunes, and all I said was, I like question. didn't Diaz miss weight for your first, or uh, didn't <laughs> Diaz take the fight on two weeks' notice or something? And good God, it was as if I said he was the worst fighter ever. <laughs> I was legit just asking a question, and it was like, oh my God, Sam, saying blah, blah, blah. It was, it was ridiculous. It wasn't even something bad. It was just they all wanted it to be bad. You it's crazy. It's
3: like Connor on the internet, dude. You
1: can't, you can't go near Connor on the internet because of the world comes after you. That guy could do and say whatever. And I feel like his fans, no matter what are going to be like, that's it. It's Connor yeah, McGregor. Some, and that's what way we're going, dude.
2: Yeah, <laughs> some diehards. That's for damn sure. Well, speaking of diehards,
1: man, you were at SummerSlam this past weekend and uh, we all know that the WWE has quite the group of diehards. Well, what were your thoughts on SummerSlam, man? You got to be there and watch uh, Brock Lesnar play Rancher with his damn tractor. And, I mean, what
0: were your thoughts on the show? You know, I had a great time. It's been years since I've been to WWE. Uh, and so it just, I live in Tennessee now, so I said, well, I have to do this. So I bought tickets for me and my family. And then a week later, I got a fight for a week after SummerSlam. I was like, well. Okay, I guess I'm coming home. Perfect uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that Brock Lesnar, fight, that was that was a fantastic match. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I'm kind of hoping Reigns and Lesnar don't have to go at it again. They've done it countless times already. You're not but, kidding. Uh, it, you know, it was fun. It was that that forklift coming in and just about flipping the flipping the ring was. Uh, it was close. Cool. Telling you guys beforehand, as it pulled in, said, like, "Well, the ring is getting flipped." I mean, you just knew it was. <laughs> But, uh, it, it was, you know what it was, was halfway through, he went and he parked it like over the, the ring. I kept thinking Reigns was going to hit it. I kept thinking on one of a uh, suplex city or something, uh, Lesnar was going to slip up and hit, hit Reigns head on that.
1: <laughs> Dude. And the thing was like, it's funny you say that. Cause I was at WrestleMania this past year, ring the bell, Kyle. I know you're going to end up seeing this, but, uh, man at WrestleMania, it was the same with, uh where we were sitting. So where I was sitting, it was on like the side of the uh, stage. So like when Sasha Banks came out with the Lambo, I could see the Lambo before it was coming out. When yeah. Austin had his four wheeler over there, when he went back, I was like, I know where he's coming. Then he ripped Hall's ass out of there on the four wheeler. So uh yeah. <laughs> dude, you never know what you're going to get. And it's interesting now, now that uh all the stuff with uh Vince McMahon and now, you know, triple H is in the head of uh creative and all that. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, what we're going to see, because I feel like we're going to get the envelope pushed. Well that being said, I know you took your kids. What was their favorite
0: match, man? Oh, they loved it. You know, we walked in during the Bianca Belair match. Okay. And that was, and after looking back, I said that might have been my favorite match of the night too. Um, yeah, but that was definitely, and they, they actually told me unprovoked, like as we were leaving, they said, I think Bianca Belair was my favorite match of the night. So yeah, it was. It was great. It was early, but it was good. Uh, way to kick cool. off
1: the show for sure. That was a hell of a night yeah. It was a cool look, man. It looked like the old school SummerSlam, like the one from Wembley and stuff with yeah. the outside stadium and all that. It was uh-huh. a cool. It was a cool look, man. I mean, WrestleMania uh, was the same kind of thing, except with it being Dallas. You know, it had uh, the roof over everything. But yeah. I mean, that's got to be a good way to take your mind off of things because, I mean, obviously. You know, with you going into this fight, it's your last fight on your deal with the UFC and all those things. I mean, does that give you kind of like a mental, like, you know what, it is what it is and kind of gives you a little bit of a load off your shoulders as you get into the cage? Or is it kind of one of those things where you want to make a statement for whatever the next step for you is going to be?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm one of the rare fighters that I will never be cut from the UFC. My contract expired. <laughs> I may not be resigned, but I won't be cut. So for the rest of my life, I'll be able to I'll be able to tell people that. So, so that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? In all, all likelihood, I'm going to fight my ass off. I'm going to win spectacularly. Maybe they will offer me another uh, another contract, um, which would be fantastic too. It is my I mean, it's almost my dream job fighting for the UFC. The only thing I, I ever wanted to do more was be in the WWE. Uh, <laughs> So who knows? Maybe I'll get that microphone this time and just run my mouth in the right way and get get that WWE
2: contract <laughs> off. I heard hey, Triple <laughs> H is running some tryouts, man. If you get if you talk to the right people, we could we might be able to see smile on Sam in the uh, the old ring. But in all seriousness, jumping back to the fight game, I was making note before you had jumped in with us pre-show that you know in the UFC you they have not taken it lightly on you whatsoever. They have just been feeding you these you know, next level, you know, the, the up and coming, Uh, like I had noted it to these guys, I feel like every guy that they're trying to give to you, they're expecting if they're able to get the win, that they'll end up being the next top 10 level, you know, 205. -er. And it's just amazing to see that the performances that you can, you know, continue to put on in these fights. I mean, you know, we, we know how they came out, but, yeah, the performances during the fight still speak for themselves against all these top level talent, and to you know note like you were saying just a minute ago, they don't want to cut you because they they truly do feel like you're a great barometer for where these you know younger level fighters are, and I mean that as no like disrespect or anything. no I
0: yeah I, it kind of keeps sinking in is I'm an old fighter now it's like goodness when did that happen. Uh, <laughs> Well, I was talking to someone today. I said this is my 25th fight in the UFC. Most athletes that get to the UFC don't make it to fight number five, and this is my 25th. This, this is like incredible. I, I can't believe that the the what I have been able to do with this mm-hmm. time in the UFC it's been just a blessing, and um, I, I, I I hope I get to continue doing it. I'm gonna I'm fighting for a new contract, uh, or at the very least, you know, a future contract. Um, most of those last like of my It's no secret I ever won a fight in eight fights, if you trust the judges. Uh which I, <laughs> right. I I think I won four of those eight. But seven of the eight were on like less than a month's notice. They mm-hmm. were all last minute villains. Uh, uh Ryan Spann, Jim Crute, uh Allen uh, uh Br- Brendan Allen Brendan yeah, Allen Julian yep. Marquez. They were all last minute. I said, Wellington Terman. Um I, I keep you know, checking my phone today, um, expecting my opponent to have backed out or not gotten here or been injured or something.
2: That's, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing you definitely notice when, you know, doing your further diligence into the record and stuff, man, is you've had to deal with so many different canceled bouts and stuff on the in-between of all these fights as well, you know most of them on the opponent's side a couple on your guys's end and it just was constantly like you say like when the iron's hot while everything's good and this you know opportunity presents itself i'm going to strike and you know that's where the cards lie because of it you know
0: yeah so i i, I know i know what i'm up against i know how, how talented my opponent is and I, i'm really looking forward to being able to put together i mean having i had an eight-week camp i had a full camp training for one guy so i'm looking forward to getting out there and showing what a full camp sam can do well that's one
1: thing i wanted to ask you about too with your camp this uh for this fight because like you said you moved uh to nashville and i know uh i'm watching uh your interview with one of our past guests james lynch um you know talking about you know moving around in the different training camps with nashville you know i know you were training at uh michael chandler's gym and now you've got a new spot over there so tell me what it's been like splitting your camp for this one uh between nashville and uh i know you're doing most of your training in, uh cali for the most of your career
0: yeah so i nashville mma kicked me out so when they kicked me out i had to find a new gym so i went and i looked around and i found guardian mma uh, their jujitsu is their jujitsu is incredible. Uh, they've got, I mean, a line of black belts in there to submit me at will, and they're all, most of them are roughly my size. It, that is so rare for me to go into a jiu-jitsu gym with good guys that are as big as me. I, and I have been so blessed to be able to find them. And so we're, we've been doing as much jujitsu as I can with them for the last six months. Uh, I got the fight notice about twelve weeks out, and I trained with Guardian for the first six weeks, and I trained trained with. Um, uh, Team Quest, Dan Anderson's gym for the last six weeks, and I put together a really good camp. Uh, I, I've, I've, uh, sorry, my kids are over there.
3: I'm over here, kiddos. Uh, the, <laughs>
0: bring, bring them up, on, family affair. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go, kiddos. Um, and, and I put together a really good camp. No injuries. Knock on wood. There's still time for me to slip and fall, but no injuries. Uh, and I just had, I had a really good time being able to do what I do, I
2: dude. And
1: it, that's what this matchup you know, that's it's crazy. It's like we were talking about this before we went on the show, we were trying to uh figure out if we could figure out how to exactly say your opponent's name right. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: I for... felt like I felt like a uh, good old Annick trying to do his study work <laughs> uh, yeah. to properly pronounce all these names on the card. I'm like Michael Olen Jchek. I I believe it. I believe it's right, but I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that
0: Y pronounced that J pronounces the Y, I've heard the Z silence, I've heard the K. I I have no idea. Olen ish. <laughs> Uh no so, disrespect, but I I can't say Yeah.
1: I well, with it. what you just said with your camp and getting to train for one guy, how do you feel with this matchup? Like, I mean, getting to train for that one person, how do you feel you stack up with?
0: I feel great about it. Um, I, I like that I'm going to be the bigger fighter, but he probably doesn't know it yet. You know, it's his first fight down from 205 to 85, but he's a really small 205er. I kind of yeah. think he's welterweight. uh welterweight. He just doesn't want to cut. Yeah, I call him a European middleweight which is American <laughs> welterweight. Uh, uh, but, but we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's bigger than I thought. I got bigger. I got stronger. I come in a little heavier, which was I was planning on doing it because I know what I can cut. And I, and I wanted to keep my size as best I could. Um, and I got – I know how fast he is. Even at 205, he was fast. With all the movement, he's always moving. So I've been able to, to spend a lot of time just working on being able to keep up with someone who's going to be moving as much as him.
2: I feel like that's a great point of focus, definitely, because yet again, doing my due diligence on your opponent as well, that's one thing I definitely noticed, man. He's very active in the cage. He's, al- he's always keeping his feet just in p- constant either pressure or backstep, one or the other. He steps laterally fairly often, but more often than not, it's straight back or straight forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he, he's done that for, for shoot, his entire career. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. I've been able to find watch, he is always either forward or back, in that, that the the announcers keep saying he has head movement he doesn't have head movement he has body movement
2: his yeah. head
0: never moves yeah he duck,
2: he ducks with shots but yes. he, his head stays in position I, I noticed the exact same thing
0: yeah
1: well i heard you saying in uh other interviews how much you've been training with Sean Strickland to help get ready for this fight and stuff like that so if you and Strickland were to ever get into a promo battle who wins sam Alvey or Sean Strickland <laughs> I, I,
0: <laughs> I I would love the opportunity. See, the, play, the pro, I can say whatever I want. As long as I smile, nobody thinks I'm an ass. He says whatever he wants, and everyone thinks he's an ass. I think I win. I think I can saying more.
2: And <laughs> killing them with kindness, huh? I, yeah. I, I like the approach. Natural
1: baby face. I like it. Well, I've heard you say that after you're done fighting, you could see yourself doing um, WWE. If that were so, if you could have any dream match against anybody, it doesn't matter if it's somebody that's out right now, somebody you watched as a kid, or whoever it might be. What kind of match are we having? Where are we doing that? Doing it at? And who are you facing?
0: Well, we gotta have a cage match. I mean, you gotta have a cage match. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, advantage Sam.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> and you know who it, I'd want to have a cage match with? I think it'd be a great storyline. Is Ken Shamrock? I think. Oh, I think. So, yeah, it would make sense. People would bite into it, and uh, I, I would, I'd floor them. I'd take them out.
2: I go. love it. it I is. would. I'd love to see the matchup of two good guys: Orange Cassidy versus Smiling Sam. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like that. greatest match! <laughs> you'd, you'd have to fight with your hands. In Just the watch the, the Superman punch, time, bro. But, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Dude, that would be perfect. Well, with that being said, you know. As like we've mentioned, you know, obviously with it being your last fight on the contract and stuff, if, if you don't end up knocking dude out and going and getting you a new UFC contract where, you know, like I, I would like to see if you did end up doing that way, bare knuckle would be something that I think you'd be dope at, but is what are your thoughts on the landscape of combat sports right now with like PFL, Bellator, all that kind of stuff as you
0: approach this fight? Yeah, it's a great time to be unemployed in the MMA. <laughs> I don't mean is, it. Uh, I don't mean it like places. that. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> there, so there, there are so <laughs> many
0: places. There are so many places. Uh, I mean, Bellator's been wonderful. I fought for them before. I fought under Bjorn, and I wasn't crazy about Bjorn, but I love Coker. Uh, PFL. I, my wife and, um been. Uh, oh, what's his name? My wife can tell you. The, the, the owner, the kickboxer, as the the... Mm-hmm. the they, they're, they they, talk all the time. Uh, Eagle FC, I think, would be a lot of fun. Bare Knuckle would be a blast. Uh, I think I could sell the hell out of Bare Knuckle. Uh, I agree. Truly, truly yeah. though, the dream job is WWE. If if, if I don't get the new contract <laughs> with the UFC, which is awesome, or which would be awesome if I got it, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to go hard hardcore trying to uh, flirt with Triple H as best I can. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you brought up your wife. Uh, so much has been brought up in basically every single one of your fights about how you know dead, not detrimental. How much she's helped improve your fight experience throughout your whole career. How active is she still uh, in this camp leading into uh, this fight?
0: Uh, this, this leading into this camp, right? She's more active than she's ever been, but it's not because of me this time. Uh, we just had baby number six. Uh, I was heard. around for about a week, and then I went to California.
2: <laughs>
0: so, so See prior, ya. Have fun the with the new boy. Week, Yeah, the first six weeks she was too pregnant to choke me, and then, uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> as soon as uh, as soon as, soon as the baby came, I more or less dipped out. Uh, and so she wasn't she wasn't there. Got yet. while the
1: getting was good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so she's been at home alone with six kids for for quite a while uh, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm back now. I, and she's, she's here. She got here yesterday. I went and picked her up. We've got all of our kids with us and, uh, we're having a, a good traditional fight week.
2: So it's great to hear talking about that father to myself, how I couldn't imagine chasing six little ones around. I mean, I know the youngest of which is, you know, very small, so you're not chasing around yet, but even five chasing it around man walk me through that experience at this point
0: oh well that, that they're the reason i mean the biggest reason we got out of uh, california is we needed land mm-hmm. so i'm out in tennessee yeah. i have five acres i have horses and sheep and goats and chickens and ducks and this and that and uh i can just keep the kids outside say so go outside stay away from the road <laughs> and- <laughs> And that, that's that been a huge part nope. of my parenting over the last nine months.
3: <laughs> I think he stays in shape, man. Chasing around all the kids, dude. Uh, He's doing the Rocky method. Yeah. Catch the chicken.
1: I can't Catch imagine. I, I
3: can't even keep this one. She's in the bathroom. I can't even keep her out of the camera. So like, well, she's going to run through any second. You just can't. It, you can't win. I'm telling
2: you. <laughs> with with the modern world the way it is, uh, that's probably the best experience you can hope for is a, a nice, you know, traditional Living at home with the family, go play outside type of an experience. Man. Oh, it, it's been, well, and they,
0: they're, they're so excited to watch me fight. We got it to where they're going to be in the Apex Center as I fight. <laughs> um, and that hasn't happened in close to three years because the COVID made me all in, you know, suffering. But, uh, and, and so all six of my kids get to be at my fight, at my last, per, perhaps my last fight with the UFC. And uh, I, I'm so excited to win in front of them.
3: See what That's I mean? So, <laughs>
1: you're not wrong, dude. So we got a couple of questions off of some of the stuff we were asking. One of the questions we got was why were you not a fan of uh why were you not a Bjorn fan of Bjorn if I can spit it
0: out? I, the dude never liked me. Uh, he he kept moving the goalposts on me. I was told, All right, you win three fights and you'll be in the tournament. I said, Okay. So I won three fights. Uh Jason Guido was the last guy I fought. I beat Jason. I got into gotten in there, and they said, "No, no, no, you're not in the tournament. You have to win against Carl Amasou to get in the tournament." I said, "Oh, okay." He wanted Carl Amasu in the tournament, not me. I said, "Okay." So I beat Carl Amasou. Then we got backstage, like we're doing. Brett Bellator was doing the press fight, you know, press conference and all that, and it was so funny. is out there, he was talking about, "All right, and." This guy, Shevchenko, is in there. Shevchenko, he's the world's greatest Russian badass. He's awesome. And then this guy is, you know, Shevchenko's the best. This guy went down the line talking about how great everyone is. And then he got to like me. and said, and this is Sam. His name is Sam. And then he moved on to whoever was next. It was, I just won for him. I was at the time the bloodiest fight in Bellator Bellator history. He cut me twice on the side of my head and it didn't stop bleeding. Uh, It was everywhere. And, And... he just—he was like he recognized I was there, and then said nothing, and then continued down his list. Um, I said, "Oh, okay." And then, then they asked, All right, "Who do you want to fight in this tournament?" And I said, "Okay, you know what? I want to fight Shevchenko. Dude's a stud. I think I hate spinning. He's the guy that always—I don't know if you remember him. He always landed spinning stuff. So I don't mm-hmm. think spinning stuff works. And I, I even take him out. And then we saw the brackets, and I was bracketed as far from Shevchenko as they could have put me." <laughs> said the only chance we would fight is if it was in the finals. So uh, okay, okay, I'll fight whoever. Um it was just it was always a bunch he just never had any interest in me being in the in Bellator. As soon as I lost one fight, cut. I mean they released me immediately. There's no uh no no nothing, no goodbye note. There's just see you later. And and this is another one. So I in the fight I got cut in my Bellator debut. I had to go and get stitches. Uh Hey, a little funny story. The doctor convinced me not to numb it. Uh, he said, "Yeah, if we numb it, you'll just have to prick it. We'll just give you staples." It's like, "Oh, yeah, okay." He, I mean, he convinced me. My wife was in there getting numb, so now I'll be fine. Then he stapled me four times. It hurts so bad. I bet. Uh, oh, I, I bet. <laughs> and then, um, and then Bellator's insurance didn't take care of it. I was hounded. I was hounded uh, by uh, the collection yeah. agencies for like five years. And I kept saying, "Guys, it's not on me." I was this is the contract. Everything is under Bellator, and eventually they they kept taking my credit. as said, "Fine, I'll pay it." So I ended up paying paying for my medical bills uh, that Bellator was, was Dang. contracted to pay. Uh, wow, so I it, know
2: for oh, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean. To no, I
0: didn't you. have much. That it was just it was they never liked me and they stuck me with the bill.
2: Well, I was going to say for most of us hardcore fans that have been around the game for a good while at this point, it's known that Bajorn, or however you pronounce his name correctly, he didn't make a lot of friends in the industry while he was uh, running his promotions and being at the top level of the game. He he seemed to make a lot of enemies and it seems like a lot of the uh, the more veteran fighters don't speak too highly of him. Now, like to your point with Scott Coker and stuff like that, it seems to be the complete opposite. He seems to try to go out of his way to make fighters happy while in his promotion and stuff. But I've, I've heard many horror stories similar to, you know, what you're saying while yeah, he was it, in, in charge.
0: It was crazy. It's like, I'm smiling Sam. Everyone likes me. Not <laughs> him. He, he, he didn't want anything to do with me.
1: Well, hell yeah, dude. Let's hope that you're going to get this knockout here and get you another UFC contract and none of this stuff matters in the first place. But before I let you get out of here, I would be remiss if I didn't say, how do you
0: see this fight going? I'm going to knock do you him out in you getting four the minutes dub. and 43 seconds of the first round. Bet that, that shit it. on DraftKings you heard it here first. <laughs>
2: oh, I love the call. Down to the second. Right down to the exact,
1: like exact second. I'm like putting 20 too. bucks you first do. round knockout Sam Alvey. Here we go. <laughs> I, I like, like it. Let's do it man. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. He said he likes to put a little sprinkle on it. We'll see if, uh, J bone gets in on it. Mickey 4 four, four, three done. I'm
3: betting. <laughs> yeah. oh,
1: I like it. I like it, man. Well, like I said, Sam, I appreciate the time, dude. I can't wait yeah. to be, uh, watching the fight this weekend. And, uh, we're rooting for you to get this big knockout, man. And like I said, if somewhere down the road you end up in WWE, you know
0: we're gonna we're gonna be all over it, bro. Ooh, I'll be <laughs> with you guys. I'll let you know. Give you all
1: <laughs> hell, yeah, man. Hey. Well, be be safe. Have a good night and uh, enjoy uh, fight week, man. And get this dub come Saturday, huh? Hey, thank you guys. Yeah, have a
0: wonderful night. Well, uh, we'll see you after the win.
2: Hell, hell yeah, yeah, brother! Thank you. Greatly, appreciate smiling time, Sam.
3: Man. Oh, yeah. That, that would do.
2: Yeah. He like lives up to every expectation, doesn't he, man? Yeah. I mean, what a dude, right? He, he's right. willing to not be so, you know, he's still very confident in himself, and you can hear it in the way he speaks. But he's not, you know, unaware of the situation and stuff. He's willing to speak about, you know, that this, to your point, is the last fight on his, you know, contract and stuff. But, I feel like the door is definitely not closing, man, too. Like I had noted while we had him on here, he's still putting on some incredible performances in these fights. He I gets in like... there and fights every time. Yeah, let's say he will fight anybody. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so... and I feel like come Saturday, man, I – we, we're definitely going to have a hell of a scrap on our hands. I'm, I'm He definitely built my level of uh, anticipation up. Yeah, uh, more for part. And
3: not to mention, he seems like he's just enjoying life, dude. Like what a He's yeah. got such a positive mind. I mean, it's fight week. You know how fight week goes for these fighters, man? Sometimes it's grueling. The dude just seems like he's out there living his best life, just being happy. Dude. He's got his kids out there. Stand-up mm-hmm. guy right there, man. I'm rooting for him, that's for sure.
2: And he had even noted how he's, you know, got a little extra to take off and stuff this fight and stuff. And he's still just happy as can be throwing jokes out there and shit, you know. I mean, granted, he's still got probably one more day till he's in the worst of, it, you know, the cut and stuff. But that's still great to see, man, you know. But right, true dude. Game.
1: Plus, we got to shoot the shit and get a live SummerSlam, um, live SummerSlam recap. I mean... Dude, what a weekend we had with SummerSlam. And Mickey, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, good job, my guy. I got to be on commentary for Mickey's last fight uh, with Lights Out. And, you know, I hear they're coming back September 17th. And in November, you know, you might just stay tuned. Uh, I might be back behind a microphone again soon. But uh, with that being said, like I said, this weekend was a hell of a weekend, huh? Yeah. you ain't lying dude you ain't lying this yeah. weekend was a hell of a weekend my parlays went to shit in the ufc uh shout out to anthony smith hopefully he has a quick and speedy recovery yeah. with uh
2: what went down with that man, um that, that hurt my feel if, we, if we're gonna bring it up we can't just slide past that one because man that one fucking hurt my feelings saturday yeah. I, I mean we were watching it together kyle and i was i kept saying i'm like dude What are you doing on the fucking ground? Why are you doing this? Why you keep trying to like pull guard and shit like that? And then the second the fight was over, he's calling out, "I, I, I I got a broken ankle," and I'm like, "Oh, that's why." Is because you literally couldn't even stand on your foot to try to fight somebody, but yet you still can't walk out into the second round knowing that you're basically walking into fire with one foot, you know? And it's no, No, dude, you could see he was hurt, dude as a fan who went so hard for him last week and still still will, it's not like all of a sudden I lost faith in him or something like that. Cause I, I truly do feel like he was doing really well in that first round, but, uh, man, it was just unfortunate to fucking see dude that, that one hurt the feelings big time. You're
1: not kidding, man. I'm a big Anthony Smith guy and it fucked up my parlays. But like I said, make (laughs) sure you check out our sponsors at G3 payroll and tax so that your taxes are already going to be on on point so you don't got to worry about them parlays you can just play with your money apparently i didn't do so good with my taxes but g g3 payroll tax and accounting will get you together tell them knockouts and three counts sent you i uh yeah man it was uh it was tough like i said but they were good fights um amanda nunez gets her belt back what a war with Juliana yeah. Pena. I just I hope that they keep her in the top of the division after that because Amanda got an immediate rematch, and mm-hmm. she got finished. And even though I'm not saying that Amanda didn't thoroughly give uh, Juliana the work, she still went five rounds with her.
2: Yeah, well, with the strength of the division, I, I, me and you had had the point after the fight of whether or not they should do the rematch immediately or not for a third time I didn't argue necessarily against it but I posed the counterpoint in the fact of I feel as though she, point should, exactly. she should she should be one fight out in my opinion she should go against another top level contender the way that the division is currently built up right now there isn't some clear number one that stands out like so many people are clamoring for Valentina versus Amanda for the third time just because of the simple fact there isn't a clear contender for either one so, in my opinion, the best thing would be to have her be one fight off. I don't necessarily care for the Valentina-Amanda thing at the moment, but that's just personal preference. But I do think that Juliana Pena still is in that upper echelon of the division, and she showcased that. It, it was just, man, her striking looked just levels below amanda nunez in that fight man well and amanda
1: said going into this she had her original striking coach with her too so i mean amanda nunez really came out and showed why she's amanda nunez but like you said i think uh we have to see another fight come out you know everybody who's watching anybody who's new here make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any of the action shout out to sam alvey as he gets ready to go to war this saturday at ufc vegas
2: 59 um yeah, man. Another, I mean, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, since you brought up talking about that action, I want to talk about that action that we've seen when Brandon Marino threw that kick straight into Kai Kara France's ribs/slash liver. By God, that sounded fucking Done. vicious, huh, boys?
3: Oh, uh, first of all, it ruined my second part of the other night, so we don't have to talk about <laughs> that. But man, I I thought Kai Kara France, hey, he's on a roll, man. I like that kid. Yeah. Dude, it, I didn't think it was going to happen that way.
2: Definitely didn't think it was going to happen that way. But especially, wow, especially the way that it took place, right? Because it went from Brandon Moreno was looking really crisp in the first two rounds. He was looking real good. He looked like he was leading the dance and winning the fight. It looked like not, there wasn't some crazy amount of uh, action or something like that. But both guys were throwing and Brandon Moreno looked to have been winning the fight. Come that third round, of France had turned momentum completely on its head. It was fully in his corner. I mean, it it looked like when Brandon Moreno started to get busted up and stuff like that. I was like, Oh shit, man. We're about to see uh, that Mexican heart really get tested here in these later rounds, man. And see if, you know, he's, he's got two in the pocket, but is he going to be able to uh, either get him out of here or, uh, Secure one of these later rounds because with momentum being what it is, Kaikara France was on fire at the you know the opening three minutes of the first or third round. But boy, once uh, Brandon Moreno he he started to bring things back to at least even ground, and then uh, he made Kaikara France miss with one of his shots and just rifled that kick in there. And as soon as you heard it land, it was just you knew you knew instantly what you know the result was Well about dude be, look at cause... the
1: pictures of what hit him with and i mean that was one thing i wanted to ask uh, Sam about but i didn't get the chance is mm-hmm. again i've said multiple times on this show the liver shots the worst punch i've ever taken in my life and a kick and a kick to the liver much less a kick to the liver when you're that far into a fight is no fun so shout out to Kai Kara France i don't think uh he's any going anywhere in the division i think nope. Like I said, I think he's going to be – I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, J-Bone, let me throw it to you for a second. So we talked a little bit about UFC 277 and where we're going to go out of that. Like I said, we've got UFC Vegas 59 that's going down this Saturday with past guests of the show, Jamal Hill in the in the main event against Tiago Santos Double thumbs Anton- himself.
2: Right. Double Anton- fucking thumbs himself. <laughs>
1: Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill, shout out to Jamal, let's see him get a dub here, Um, and we've got the return, and like I said, tonight's guest, Sam Alvey, on the card as well, so we are highly invested in UFC Vegas 59, but that wasn't all that went down this weekend, so I'm going to throw it to you, give me your thoughts on SummerSlam, and give me your thoughts on uh, Ric Flair's last match show.
3: First of all, SummerSlam, dude, top to bottom for me was a banger show. The way they opened up that, I think – I mean, Kyle, we both know it's very important what you open the show with, right? And I think by them opening the show with Bianca and Becky, we're still playing off last year's 30-second SummerSlam match, dude. And I think we said it last week, we were expecting a banger. We got a banger, dude, to open that show. That was a great match. but Definitely. To bottom, it sucks man,
1: Becky got hurt, but there was yeah. definitely
3: uh... – I mean, Definitely in the first but, in the first hour of that show, we had a great match. We had a debut, a main roster debut. We had a return from Bailey. Yeah, yeah
1: and Bailey and Bailey and Io Sky now, which I still don't know why it couldn't have been Io yeah. but EO Sky and uh, Dakota Kai, who had been released, comes back yeah. with Bailey, and then they come to lay a number, and then Becky steps up to back up. Uh, Bianca so I mean she's hurt and we saw on Raw last night is going to be out but I mean like you said banger match for sure and talk
3: about making a creative splash we were talking about that last week what a way to start off one of your bigger shows of the year you just you flipped a lot of things upside down right there so I mean starting point unbelievable all the way to the end man of the the Brock Lesnar tipping (laughs) the ring up thing I mean I think we've all seen that everywhere on social media now so much room for error, but, like, what a crowd pop that had. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I thought if, if anything they were going to – maybe somebody was going to get the, the tractor thing on top of them. Like, oh, they can't get up. Last man standing, you know, gimmick and all. But the fact that he lifted the ring up and just left it there <laughs> until the end of it. Like, yeah, just, and then got you know, back something. in the ring to take the picture and do the yeah. tip of the cap to the crowd. Like, bro, you'll never see that again. We've never seen it, and we'll never see it again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Way to make an impact, dude. That was incredible. But, yeah, great show. I love that. Now, the Ric Flair thing, uh, the buildup was great. I love following the story, man. The card was awesome. The match, the top of to the, the show itself was, was badass. Great. We had the, the, the old school feel with, with Jim Crockett promotions and everything. It was awesome, man. The match itself, hey, <laughs> we got what we got, right? What did <laughs> you expect? It was, yo. know. A lot of it was Jay Lethal and, and Jared Andrade in there
1: doing their thing. but Dude, shout out to Jeff Jarrett. Yes. Jeff Jarrett looked great. Still For Jeff Jarrett new. being around as long as he did, he had them people ready to hop the yeah. rail to fucking fight him. Exactly. Like legitimately <laughs> had worked. people like he, and then when he went back the second time, like he is just getting mm-hmm. in this guy's shit. And I'm like, man, Jared That's is like,
3: coming with the heat tonight, dude. You'll work one-on-one right there, man. Make them hate you. And they did. But hey, like I said, we got what we got out of it. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad he got through safe. He went and party with Kid Rock afterwards, as he said. <laughs>
1: he got the whole heartfelt promo. And then goes, man, I'm going downtown with Kid Rock tonight.
3: Hey, <laughs> true Ric Flair fashion, dude. He went out the way he wanted to go out. So kudos to him. I'm just, like I said, I'm glad he got through it safe, man. There was some some points in that match where I was like, wait, Ooh. is he okay right now? <laughs> is he
0: okay right now?
2: Well, <laughs> yeah the the match i mean like you say the match was a match it, the The performances weren't bad i feel like for what we got to see the it show bad, itself so. was badass yeah. from top yeah, the to show bottom itself and stuff yeah the the actual event itself was you know done well and stuff the whole rest of the card lines. all
1: the matches I, from top to bottom my
2: my summarization though it was great to see uh flair walking his way out of the entrance and stuff like that you know taking the belt in hand blood blood soaked in the hair and and you can see he was taking the moment in i like i had noted before i just hope that's the last time we get to see him take that please god moment in you know what i mean and i feel like the the match was even more a clear example of why it should be the last time but i'm It wasn't the worst. I'm not mad at it. Let him have his last
1: last moment. Like that's cool. Now I that's it. Like I said, he got through it and he's and he he made it through. That's what counts here. (laughs) So as long as as he did, you the craziest thing. Shout out to Devin because Devin pointed this out too. But it literally was my first thought was like they did the figure four pin. Okay, cool. But Flair's shoulders were down too. I don't think he yeah. could help it at that point. He even... I know, but I just—I literally like—I don't know if I'm the only one, but I'm like, wait a minute, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
3: one. Jay thing. should have just went over there and lifted his arm up, you know, as he was counting, like, "Hey, just hold your arm up, buddy. Like, Let's get this right," you know what I mean? Not...
2: <laughs> I Lee so Lee's not to just to not to just jump back to uh, SummerSlam here, but one thing I had noted with Kyle because we had the dual screen thing going on uh, throughout the night, so I was able to catch both events for the most part. I mean, I, you know, majority put my attention towards the uh, fights, you know, later at the night, but especially the earlier wrestling events, I was, uh, or matches I was paying a lot more attention to and stuff. But, uh, honestly my standout performer in the night, I, I missed the first, uh, match with Becky and, uh, Bianca. But other than that, fucking logan paul looked fucking pretty stand out for uh you know first real shot you know i mean first roster appearance type of you know like performance he, look, that I, he looked that dive to the table
1: solid. was dope and then uh
2: one thing i had noted with kyle and i feel like i should note here on the show you know for all the wrestling fans out there wrestling one thing that MMA could probably take a little gander at and stuff. I mean, there's tons of hardcores like myself that'll tune in for these fights and stuff from the beginning to the end. But, and you had even made note of it, uh, Jordan, just a minute ago that they do a great job of, you never know how they're going to stack these events and what match is going to take place when. So you truly do want to be there from show to entrance time Till the time that the main event is, you know, played its cards and the fat lady singing, you know, so that's one thing that wrestling truly does a great job because we were I had walked in at the Logan Paul match and there was already the stadium was at 90% of what was going to be there for the day for the night and you're talking second match in because people know who knows what match may end up being the very first thing curtain open, you know, yeah. So. It's a,
3: it's, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a thing in, in pro wrestling. Like, Kyle, and you can you can chime in on this as well. It's, it's almost as as important to open your show with a great match as it is your main event.
1: You want to you want to start that show red hot. You want to start hot and get the crowd up, mm-hmm. and you want to end it with something said. that's going to be memorable. I mean, I don't know what more memorable they could have done than that tractor shit. Man. That was that was pretty insane. And I'm uh, they did that at a
3: UFC uh, not too long ago. I remember – who was it? Who opened They had up? a tractor to UFC? No. The, I I, no, I want to say had, it was
2: Gaethje, Gaethje and – uh. Well, yeah, that for the pay-per-view open, but that was for, just yeah. because of the way that they had worked with the coaches and stuff like that. For right. more of us hardcore fans, they had done that with the actual prelim openers as well a couple times in these most recent events with uh, – Kyle Daukus, unfortunately losing to Roman Dolidze, that was a that was a arguably you know top fifteen fight in a stacked division that opened the night. Same thing with uh, not his most recent fight, but the fight before that, Dustin Jacoby, on like a four or five fight uh, win streak in the UFC, and they had him as like the second fight of the night or something. So they've been doing more of that where they've been inserting some of these not like super known guys but the guys that us hardcore guys are like yeah this guy is somebody that could make his way into the upper echelon see, I'm they keep taking, the card, I think well they keep taking those guys though and they do keep inserting them into those spots and you'll see it you know when you look at the list of the cards because on the complete other hand MMA guys like myself we're more used to like the curtain jerker fights like this guy's making his pro promotional debut and this other guy's on a two fight losing streak so who's gonna win you know like they've been doing a a lot different with that as a as of more recently
1: well I mean I think it'll i think ultimately it's gonna help them in building uh building other people building the fights like I said uh we're looking forward to this one with Jamal Hill being in the main event yeah As we mentioned with SummerSlam and Ric Flair's last match, there was a ton to talk about there. Um, And we've got more, and we've got even more coming up this month. Uh, Shout out to past guests of the show, uh, Austin Bashy, who's going to be getting into the cage uh, for Anthony Pettis' promotion. Uh, That's why I said, again, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any of this good stuff. Um, I don't know, man. We've pretty much covered the gamut. Smiling Sam, SummerSlam, Ric Flair's last match, and UFC 277. We got you covered. So, again, if you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. I think uh, we put the bow on this one. Make sure you tune in this Thursday at 9. You never know uh, who's going to be on the other end of that box. It could be MMA. It could be wrestling. It could be, I don't know, a death punch. But uh, with that being said, <laughs> Make sure you hit that subscribe button because you never know who will be with us next. Peace.